this week on Transmissions from the Dark Side. Artwork. Overalls. A big reveal. That's really upsetting. Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal 80s horror anthology television show, Monsters, and reporting it back to you. I am Matt Moss, with me at the table, my best friend in the whole wide world. It is indeed Matt Rose. Thank, you, thank you for giving me that, that yawn gap. I really appreciate it. Oh, God. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm here for you, buddy. I'm here to watch out for you just like you tried to watch out for us in this episode i I tried to warn you i did um uh the lovely jen hansen is very much taking care of her lovely baby boy and we couldn't be more excited because we get one of the best people in the whole wide world one of my closest friends now we've yeah we are now we are getting closer and closer (laughs) every day please welcome to the show you may know him from comedian (laughs) extraordinaire he has been on the stand-up shows that you've done, you've done them in L.A., you've done mm-hmm. them in Detroit, you've toured the Midwest, you've toured the West Coast, the East Coast, the South. I have done a USO tour. I've been to Korea. I've been to Japan. I've been on the WTF podcast, Let me not- Marin did not make me watch <laughs> <laughs> Portrait of an Odd. Please artist. welcome to the show, Mike Bonner. Hey, it's me. You may also know him from his brand new. His, he's actually not involved with this project at all. No, um, but uh, there is a podcast that is using his name against his will. Little, yeah, don't perpetuate the rumor. Little Dicky Ricketts Ugh. is uh, trying to steal your likeness and your name and make a podcast called Truthcast. I know, and you know, yeah, he and I do look a little bit alike, but. You don't sound anything. No, like no. I I wear glasses that look like a shop teacher from the eighties, and he wears uh <laughs> he wears those metal uh, um, chips glasses. Right. That's how you can tell us apart. He wears camouflage, and uh, when he could still tuck in his flannel shirt, he <laughs> did. <laughs> now it's just a lot easier for him to breathe. <laughs> with flannel shirt untucked and um yeah. we are so happy to have you on the show mike and we're so sorry that you had to watch this episode Ooh. uh before we get into the episode we do have to ask what is your familiarity with anthology horror like monsters or tales That's from true. the dark side well i did watch monsters it was on when i was in high school and uh do I have to? Do I have to do a Jen imitation? And like, I, I can't do her voice though. But, that's o- that's yeah. okay. You're you don't here. have to. Oh, it's so good to be here. I'm Jennifer <laughs> Hanson. So I figured I'd just do my own take on the Jen thing. <laughs> I'm a pregnant. I like I like that she very much is a weird Swedish chef. <laughs> I was going for Italian. I really cannot do accents. <laughs> oh, Italian! <laughs> um, so you watched the show in high school a little I bit. Did. I watched it quite a bit. It was, do you remember it fondly? 
You know what? It was one of those things I didn't remember at all until I read the Wikipedia about the intro of the show. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that with the monsters in the living room. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but no, we, I grew up watching all of the uh, horror anthology stuff. My dad was a uh, a bit of a a nerd and a sci-fi geek and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, that was what was on in the household. I mean, I never watched a sport game. It's neither. And I don't <laughs> even neither. know the rules of football. And I'm <laughs> 47 years old. I know sometimes they run, sometimes they throw the ball, sometimes they kick it. And you got then it. they change directions. That's enough to get through yeah. most conversations, I find. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what a down is, but... Yeah, but I'm down with it. <laughs> right. But did I watch Monsters? Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> did I apparently block it out? I think so. <laughs> I was going to ask you, do you remember it fondly? <laughs> I don't. And I was such a Christmas Story fan that I do not remember this episode that stars uh, Darren McGavin at all. Um, yeah, I'm pretty but, sure that he left this one off the resume. <laughs> well, don't worry. We're going to go into the show now because what we do around these parts is we guess what this episode is about. Today we watched uh, Season 2, Episode 2, Portrait of the Artist. And it is customary around here for us to guess what the episode's about based, based on, on title, title alone. alone. Because we're heroes. Yes. Brave, <laughs> brave heroes. Uh, who would like to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Portrait of the Artist. Timothy O'Halloran was up to his eyeballs in student loan debt when he agreed to draw caricatures at Mr. Dark's Carnival of Wonders. Mr. Dark promised high wages and a cut of the back end, but what he neglected to tell Timothy was what happened to his subjects when they left and what would happen to him if he ever found out. You're not too far off. That's pretty good. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Portrait of the Artist. Oh, who's that? says a beautiful woman. Why, it's only the hottest artist since Marc Chagall. Now if only he didn't sell his soul to the devil for fame. <laughs> uh, can we watch that instead? Oh, yes, I wish I we could have. I, I would be fine with that. See, I thought we were going to uncover something huge tonight. Like, I thought we were going to find... <laughs> we did a turd. <laughs> <laughs> we polished that gold into turds. I thought we were going to find something that we were going to go like, oh my god, this is the movie Velvet Buzzsaw that was just on Netflix. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be great. I, I thought uh, Portrait of the Artist was going to be about a death row convict slash tortured artist who everything he paints comes to life and kills people. See that? I would have been fine with that. It would have been fucking great. But unfortunately, none of our guesses were correct. So, Matt, hit us up with them sweet deeds. Oh, fine, fine, fine. Uh, this episode, Portrait of the Artist, aired the 8th of October, 1989, for cultural context. The Saturday Night Live episode that week had Rick Moranis and Ricky Lee Jones. Rick Moranis in 89. Honey, you shrunk the kids? I think that's Honey, I shrunk the kids or maybe Parenthood. Or Ghostbusters 2? Oh, yeah. You know what? That is yeah. 1989 is Ghostbusters 2. Oh, there you um, go. So the description of the episode, a father gets a shock when searching for his missing daughter in an artist's studio, which is entirely oh, an true. accurate description without giving too much away, I guess. So... Guys, this episode, as Hubie, or Hubert, starred Darren McGavin, Cold Track the Night Stalker, 
I when I saw that it starred Darren McGavin, I freaked out a little bit, and I my expectations for the episode got way too high, <laughs> way too high. Uh, so Darren McGavin, if you do not know, Colchak the Night Stalker was also the dad in Christmas Story. Uh, he was in Billy Madison, Dead Heat, and then lots of TV shows and movies. Um, his first role was in 1945. His last was in 2008. Uh, he had 182 credits on IMDb. So. Working actor. As Roger Darcy was Beeson Carroll, um, didn't have a whole lot of roles, but... Uh, really? That's a I know, surprise. I know, I know, I know, I <laughs> know. Uh, well, I mean, when you've reached perfection, where do you have to go? With his sullen... <laughs> <laughs> it was a very muted performance. Yeah. Uh, so other roles that he had were uh, in films as varied as Bananas. Rounders, The Dane Curse, and Separate but Equal, uh, as Lucille Clay. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I got that right. As Lucille Clay was Cheryl Russell. Um, or no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Lori Kennedy uh, was on Homicide, Life on the Street, Law and Order, and Oz. So she had, like, legit roles, just... Oh, yeah, Not she a played J.K. Simmons on Oz. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, and as Penny Darcy, or I should say the voice of Penny Darcy, was Cheryl Russell, who uh, was a casting person on Monsters. Spoiler oh, alert, know, Matt. Know, sorry, Spoiler sorry, sorry. alert. Uh, the episode was directed by Gerald Kotz. Uh, we have seen Gerald Kotz on other episodes of Monsters uh, and Tales from the Dark Side. And... Uh, <laughs> In the movie America's Endangered Species, don't say goodbye. <laughs> and, and lead paint, delicious yes, but, but deadly. deadly. Uh, <laughs> it was written it's a by real Troy McClure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and it was written by D. Keith Mono, uh, who wrote for like one or two episodes of Homicide, Life on the Street, Saint Elsewhere, L.A. Law, and Monsters. There you go. Yep. All right. Do you think he was responsible for the last episode of Saint Elsewhere? Yes, <laughs> yes. I do. I absolutely I mean, now do. Watching this, I yeah, I, yeah, totally. Um, so what we're gonna do, Mike, is we're gonna play the theme, and Matt and I are gonna play certain parts, but we have reserved the part of Dad Crab Monster uh, <laughs> for our guests. Okay. Your lines are, uh, and, and oh, oh, okay. in that order. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, yes. When we point to you, you'll go, uh, mm-hmm. and then we point at you again, you'll go, oh. Okay. When I tap on your foot and not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Honey, it's family hour. There must be something on. Oh, candied critters. My favorite. Oh. Oh, look, monsters, our favorite show. Uh, let's watch it. Click. <laughs> the door from the monsters <laughs> opens up, and we get to play chess with the Weezer. <laughs> um, oh, this, yeah. this opening screenshot is of a man reading a book of insanity. No, he's actually reading the book Human Types. Yes. They buried the lead. Um, um, yeah. 
let me let me just say that um let me plead at this point amazon please please put season please put season two (laughs) on on prime uh we watched a transfer to youtube from chiller Chiller. from a vhs tape yeah it it was it was bad it looked awful I mean, I, it's not like watching it on Amazon would have improved the quality of the episode. Hard stop. But <laughs> I, yeah, Roger looked like I. I can't remember what it was, but there was something with like a really stylized, like Ronald Reagan mask or something. Like oh, he looked was like it, was Max- it the um, the. Uh, Phil Collins was in the yes, band. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's what he looked like. The Phil Collins. Spitting the image. Spitting image. Yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes, 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 yes. Where I was like, wait, is Roger a mannequin? This is <laughs> Roger's going to be a mannequin. mannequin. Be a yeah. <laughs> he, he looked like Max Headroom Don Draper. <laughs> One million percent. Yes. I, I'm. This opening is happening, and in my head, I'm like, oh, no. Because yeah. he is wheezing. Now, this is Darren McGavin, the yes. Hubert character, is at a desk that has a chessboard. He's reading a book called Human Tights, and he is wheezing. He's wheezing, and he is taking huge hits off of an inhaler, I guess. Though, I mean, that's not how you take hits off of an inhaler, but let's not no, get into you that. you should really only have, like, two an hour, I think. <laughs> Um, I mean, it depends on if you're having an attack or not. Or if you're Mikey from, from the yeah, Goonies. Yeah. yeah. That kid is rocking. Yeah. Mikey from the Goonies is rocking that yeah. inhaler. <laughs> He's Darren about to have a heart no Sean Astin, though. <laughs> no. But what he does do is one of the weirdest vocal transitions <laughs> I think I've heard in a long time. Because he's like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how y'all doing? I I wrote is <laughs> why is Darren doing his high pitched voice? Because he really it it was so weird. It was weird. It's so weird. Fuck it. I have to play it. Here is a little bit of Darren McGavin's w- whacting, wheeze acting. <laughs> Can you imagine if that was like the voice they went with for Jabba the Hutt? Because he's like, Bow Shooter. Me, 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 I wanted to turn off the episode right, <laughs> right here. Now. Yep, yep. But oh, you would have you would have missed the ending. So I'm glad that you stuck with it. In walks. So we find out that we're in an art studio. <laughs> well, 
it's an art gallery of some sort. We are we are in what is called an art gallery. But it's like a barn. It, it, it yeah. they, later they call it a barn art well, gallery. There's like or a barn something. door at at some point there, at the beginning. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. They walk in from a barn door. I'm pretty sure there's hay on the ground. This, uh, well, and they also do they 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 call it like the barn gallery or some shit. It's, but I don't, not, not to spoil anything, but the rest of it looks like. The replicator from Star Trek. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, we will get into yeah. what it looks like yeah. very shortly. So we find out that we're in an art gallery and in walk two potential clients. Um, we get to meet Lucille and Lucille Roger. and Roger. Roger's an art critic. Or is he? <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> they walk in and she he he says some um sorry, uh Kolchak says something about, oh, you're back. Uh, and her excuse is... Her excuse is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot that I had a pot of rhubarb boiling. Hey, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, you ever have a pot of rhubarb boiling? You know what I do right now, actually, so I'm not going to be able to talk about or think about this episode anymore. I'm really sorry. I want to be here for the end of this, but that rhubarb, I, I just... Is yeah. boiling. Yeah. Because the only thing I could think of is that she started to make rhubarb jam, <laughs> left the house to go to an art gallery, gallery. in the middle of the country, and oh, then was God. like... Oh, that rhubarb. <laughs> I think if Dickie Ricketts were here, he'd be like, well, the thing is, this episode's written by aliens. <laughs> They're just trying to, like, come clean. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just going to tell you right now. 100% believable. Yaninaki wrote this episode. I got to slow it down a little bit. Yeah, you're going to kill yourself. Your taint. <laughs> Is not clean. <laughs> we but how a, can I get my tank clean? Man? We need a tactical wipe in there. The kind of wipe that says, hey, nobody wants to live here, but I'll move in. <laughs> you need a tactical wipe to gentrify your taint. <laughs> Raise the rents. And kick out undesirable odor. <laughs> your taints can understand supply and demand. <laughs> Wow, let's write all that down. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> what? So this is when we find out um, that Roger is the art critic and that this gallery is distinguished. Where she says she says something along the lines of like, well, who knew that I'd find an art gallery in the country and that it would be so distinguished? And that is when I told Matt, please describe this art gallery. <laughs> so the first thing that I wrote down is what kind of art gallery is this besides a painted soundstage with fake walls? <laughs> All right. So I will, I will give mine. <sighs> Number one. This gallery is where art goes to die. Number two. The student exhibit from the Willow Book State School. Three. A hastily assembled pile of 80s crap. (laughs) 
the art looked like assemblage art if someone only described assemblage art but had no visual way of showing it. It's like, yeah. so I just put like a bunch of socks on a cork board. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's kind of like this. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I got I guess. like a guitar. I can put it on a bunch of bongos. bongos. Yes. <laughs> I, I, so there is in the middle of the exposition, exposition hall. Sure. Um, bongos with an, a pink electric guitar laying on top of it. And I just went, so phallic. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the art gallery is crazy, but the thing that was driving me crazier is that the same musical cue plays throughout the whole episode, and it sounds exactly like the theme from Resident Evil 2's <laughs> police station. <laughs> so it's just... This is a weird art gallery. <laughs> Those socks. It must be a puzzle. <laughs> Jill! Don't, <laughs> don't open that door. That's one. <laughs> I love... Well, Matt, it's a, I, I got two mixed up in my head and I was going to go, Jill, don't eat that sandwich. <laughs> oh, you were almost a jibble sandwich. I I like mine better. <laughs> Jill, don't, don't eat, eat that, that sandwich. sandwich. Did you ever play the Resident Evil? Oh games? yeah, I loved uh, I loved the uh, <laughs> the effect of you and Jen <laughs> doing Res- I think I could listen to that all day. <laughs> it is um, very. No, or goes back. Um, <laughs> we we get to hear this throughout their whole dialogue it doesn't matter what's going on it doesn't this is underneath it the whole time it is very distracting very very distracting there's a point where she goes he was in vietnam the he was in vietnam he was a green beret when when he says green beret there's a sting of like <laughs> drums mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah, like yeah he was in Vietnam. (laughs) He was a green beret. (laughs) It's like the truth hound doing his ads for the episode. I intentionally was going, oh, how can I make this really cheesy? But yeah, there. Let me put some drum and fife underneath this. (laughs) Well, that's what they decided to do on a show that was aired to America. Right. Well, they spent a lot of money on set design. So <laughs> it, it is again at this point that I have to acknowledge what a terrible fucking transfer this is. Oh, it this is so bad. Looks awful. Yeah, it is. It is dreadful. Uh, and at this time, w- when we find out about him being uh, a former Green Beret and whatnot. Hubie almost instantly says, oh, so you're a chess man. You want to play chess? I'm good at chess, but I'm not. I'm just a rube and you're a big city boy. So let's play chess. Insane. We, well, he does we, ask where the, the Green Beret is. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Are you wearing it? No. <laughs> Obviously not. Yeah. They really force how stupid 
the Hubert character Yeah, how much is. of a Ruby is. Yeah, he's just a real hillbilly. But they don't do it in a way that is believable at all. Like, for him, he's in it. Number one, he's in an art gallery. Yep. And then he's just like, well, I'm just the handyman. You know how we have overalls in the art gallery? <laughs> <laughs> Right. Welcome to On the Nose. <laughs> <laughs> this is a barn and a place where we sell $100,000 pieces of art. None of that made sense. And how stupid he is is so unbelievable. Um, Like, he, he, where's your green beret? You cannot tell me that somebody in the heartland of America doesn't know what a green beret looks yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He's he owns the ballad of the green parade. <laughs> At least they didn't name him like Al Leon or anything like that. But if they did, yes, it would not be out of out of bounds. <laughs> well, they're all there in this art gallery to see the work of an artist and Vivekananda. Vivekananda. He's from Nepal, Matt. No, he's from Nepal. Oh, yeah, Nepal. Nepal. Yeah, Nepal. Nepal. Yeah. yeah. Again, why would this art gallery hire this guy? <laughs> why would this art gallery put itself out in the country? Why would there? Why is this episode a thing? Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's I, in. I it's like it. that moment in Birdcage where <laughs> the character goes. It's so Guatemalan. <laughs> they put eggs in everything. Can I suggest a spin-off podcast? You guys just watch everything that this writer has written <laughs> and track his life story through his work. <laughs> that and call that podcast Portrait of an Artist. Portrait of an Artist. Yep. I don't know, man. We then get to see the work of Vivekananda for the first time. So how how would you describe the first piece? Oh, I said it was an S&M blow-up doll from the Nine Inch Nails video. <laughs> what I said was that uh, it kind of looks like what Dick Jones looks like when he falls out the window and rolls up <laughs> on a blue tarp. It really bummed me out that Dick Smith did the special like he was the, he was the consultant i don't think he actually okay. did any makeup for the for the series it was like his consulting for this was yeah it kind of looks like garbage and they're like <laughs> well <laughs> thank you mr smith what what are you going for uh well it's supposed to look like a human trapped in paper mache Oh, because it looks like a blow-up doll that you deflated while fucking. Oh, okay. Well, we don't have any more money to do anything else, so I guess we're going to keep it. Put a jacket on it. So this is where the show budget went. So the the art critic... Uh, asks what the medium is for this particular painting. <laughs> and the answer is hardened yogurt. <laughs> it's a it's a food stuff. It's oh yes, say? hardened yogurt. Uh, why didn't he just say jizz? <laughs> <laughs> 
Because either way, it not, it should not be art supplies. No. No. Um, For some reason, why do they send Hubert away? Why do they send Hubert away? So they're looking at the piece of art. Oh, yeah. And they, they get Hubert to go away. I don't remember. I just wanted to point out that Hubert gives backstory that has no purpose about how he was a cotton farmer, but he was allergic to everything he grew. Oh, they don't send him away. There's a phone call. Ah. And that's when he goes away. And that's when we find out, hey, guys, Roger isn't actually an art critic. And she didn't have a pot of rhubarb on the fucking stove. Which, again, is a thank God. I mean, I was so worried, worried about, about her sanity. sanity. <laughs> Do you think maybe Lucille was an alien? It's possible. <laughs> At this point, I will accept any answer. <laughs> it's it's like when the teacher is so frustrated, she's just like, teach yourselves. <laughs> the... They run across a piece of art of a boy, of a boy. And Lucille's like, this is the boy from that newspaper clipping that I carry with me, you know? Yeah. Well, she talks about how she went to the state police. Uh, She was just visiting her friend at the state police and she saw this kid's picture. And that's when she took the clipping. Um, and other people were supposed to see that Lucille. (laughs) (laughs) No one's going to be able to spot the kid if that's in your pocket. (laughs) They're not baseball cards. (laughs) You're not supposed to collect missing children posters. I bought all the milk with his picture on it because I'm guaranteeing that this is him. (laughs) Then they look over and... It's Penny. Well, she she says, like, basically, like, brace yourself. And so they turn around. Good Lord. It's Penny. It's my daughter. <laughs> I don't like seeing her like this. <laughs> don't touch. Please don't touch. <laughs> The art, please don't. It's jizz. It is jizz. I've made a <laughs> grievous error. It isn't. I'm going to touch it. Hey, <laughs> this is a ring. I have an identical ring. I married my daughter. Hey, uh, could we get a, them in the writer's room? And then we need a cutaway to show the rings so that we know the rings are the rings that we said they are. <laughs> <laughs> Storyboarded and Apple safe. <laughs> So uh, after that emotionally driven scene, we have an act break. Uh, We'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. You like to draw? Or paint? Or maybe just sketch and doodle? (laughs) Well, if you do, chances are you have the interest needed to become a serious art student. To find out, simply call toll-free, and Art Instruction Schools will send you this enjoyable art test. There's no cost or obligation. Take the test at home in your spare time and mail it to us when you're done. Our experts will review and grade your test. 
Call our toll-free number today for your free art test. Don't let the wonderful world of art pass you by. To get your free art test without cost or obligation, call this toll-free number. Don't delay. Call this toll-free number now. Hey, you, you like to draw, and I know you do. Maybe you could pick up a pencil and take this art test. I drew a pirate. Look at you. You're an artist now. I oh. drew a turtle. Congratulations. No, this is the pirate school. The turtle school advertises on a different channel. <laughs> oh. Don't you worry. It's both me. Oh. oh. I do both. So here we are. Welcome to art school. This side of the table only draws the pirate, and this one only draws the turtle. And you're doing it for Nazi gold. <laughs> I drew a pirate turtle. <laughs> Look at you. You put a hat on a hat, and I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, you're sitting there thinking to yourself, no, nah, not me. Well, here I am telling you, maybe. <laughs> Give it a try. Pick up a pen, call us with the pen, and then put the pen to paper. And that's all it takes. Congratulations, Art. You've made it. <laughs> if you're thinking to yourself, oh, how do I make money with this? Well, first pay us $1,000 <laughs> to take these glasses. That's what the scam is, right? It's Yeah, you have, oh, yeah, yeah. You have, yeah. To, you have to pay to take the classes. So as someone who went to art school... Um, if, if they sent me a pamphlet and I had to draw a goddamn pirate and a turtle to get in, because <laughs> newsflash, we used to draw those at work all the time. Me and my other uh, friend at work who had an art degree, <laughs> neither of us used them. We would just sit there and draw that pirate and that turtle. Um, we would draw them all the time because it was like, well, my parents paid money for this degree. <laughs> I might as well use it. Teenage mutant pirate turtles. <laughs> I am such a bad artist in terms of like, That's true. in terms of like being able to draw things that I think they would go, nah, nah, we're good. We do have some quality control. <laughs> we do have them accepting me would be proof. That they're a scam. Yeah. Yeah. Ham, dumbo with the pen. Put it down because you aren't in. <laughs> but you know what is in? Art. <laughs> I went to Specs Howard and I feel like the graduation, like the final was, can you say W? <laughs> <laughs> and some people couldn't. And they're like the whole. <laughs> Whole thought was like, what if you end up working at www? You have to know how to say W. And nope, <laughs> W. Nope. Sorry. Well, uh, you know what? You paid us the money. Yes. You, congratulations. Yes. Congratulations. You're sitting there with a. Um, one second. You're hey, scary people. You're sitting out there with a pen in your hand, thinking. Is art right for me? <laughs> well, maybe you need paper mache. Paper mache. It's God's way of saying, sure, that's kind of glue. <laughs> I got yogurt. 
Does that work? <laughs> Please, Jizz. <laughs> Oh, well, looks like big city folks jizzing all over the artwork now. Please don't touch the jizz work. <laughs> don't touch the jizz. You don't know what kind of STDs you might get. I can tell you right now that Vivekananda is dirty. <laughs> Vivekananda is a Nepalese word for made of jizz. <laughs> you ever hear that story from the Bible about Lot's wife? <laughs> That's Vivekananda, but he never looked back. <laughs> what is happening? We're back. Uh, and we're back to the show. This feels like a short act. The, the first act, you think? Or do you think the, the second f- act is the short the act? The first act is, like, forever long. Yeah, the second act, it doesn't take as long, and it's it's got some puzzling racism in it, but we'll get to that in just a <laughs> <Yes>. second. Um, <laughs> but uh, we come back to more emotionless dialogue where... Oh, God. I hate... To see her this way, it's my daughter. She looks unhappy. How long ago did he paint this? I've only been here five weeks. But there was a uh, something out there that said... Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> This doesn't check out. Let's go to his cottage up north that you... Well, I didn't quite blow the thing where I, he's actually not in Nepal. He is here. He's oh. He is here in America. Close. Well, let's go. I have to find my daughter. Hey, it's me, Lucille. Mind if I just watch the place for no fucking reason at all? Yeah. Why would she watch this place? Be like, sorry, this ain't my job. Well, yeah. It, so, Dum Dum 1 and Dum Dum 2 get up and they go and Hubie says, hey, would you mind watching the place? I have some buyers coming by in about an hour. Yeah. There's a couple red flags here. One of them being buyers are going to buy this terrible art? Who? Like, who? But also, she has been here literally once, (laughs) and you want her to sell this stuff. If this was an actual highly regarded art gallery, that shit's going to be expensive. Right. Why not have someone who's never seen the art before sell it? Well... Also, if you're Hubert, why would you trust the woman who lied about a pot of boiling rhubarb? Yeah, you know, that's where I, I can't suspend my disbelief anymore. Well, so All we know about Lucille is she is not good at looking after things. She can't look over boiling rhubarb. I, I, I do have to point something out, though. What's up, buddy? Until we found out, we all believed that she left for the rhubarb. She could sell anything. She had us totally fooled about that rhubarb, guys. That is true. I mean, she could sell a uh, ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on. Don't get your bottles in an uproar. <laughs> well, That's from the first act, which I still... <laughs> oh, 
get your bottles in an uproar. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't make a young girl disappear into a basement of which I would throw ropes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know if you guys noticed or not, but he uh, before um, before they leave, he pours himself a pint glass of whiskey. Yes, and then drinks it in about two gulps. Um, and uh, Lucille just kind of like raises an eyebrow but says nothing, which you know makes me wonder about Roger. But so. Now, as they are leaving... So at this point, after he downs that whiskey, now knowing what I know about this episode, this is for uh, longtime listeners and Matt, uh, if he would have just gone, Roymonia, I would not be surprised. Neither neither would I. Seeing him drink like that and only picturing him as the dad from Christmas Story made me wonder if he... Hit his wife after she broke the leg lamp. <laughs> it's a major award. It was. Fred Geely. Ooh, it's French. <laughs> so they are about to leave for the cabin. And as they're leaving, he looks at Lucille and he goes, Are you are you an Irish? <laughs> Now and she says, "Why, yes, I am." And that's when he just sits there and plays a game I like to call "Let's talk about races," shall we? He sits there and goes, "I've never seen a Chinese. I always wanted to see one of them." Now, Matt has the rare distinction of knowing my uh, my dad. Oh, this is one million percent something your dad would have said. Well, she is now alone in this art gallery. And she's walking around. She walks up to the boy's portrait. And Which is so Irish of her. It is. Yeah. And she does what I know I've done a million times when I've gone to art galleries. She just starts picking at the picture. Oh, you can't do that at the DIA. No, they get real mad about they it. Do. Yeah, they you do. Pl- if you play picking at the picture at the DIA. Oh, yeah. You'll get you, banned. You you'll get, get thrown out fast. Yeah. Yep. yeah, they don't like it. When they had the Star Wars exhibit there, I tried to tweak the nipples on the uh, Chewbacca costume. And uh, excuse like, me, sir, we've already warned you once. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to tongue the rubber nipples on the Batman Forever costume. <laughs> they did not like it. I don't like that they included that Batman in the Star Wars movies. <laughs> Was that a different thing? Oh, I went to the Batman Forever Con. Oh, okay. Was that at the DIA? <laughs> Jill, these don't eat that sandwich. Don't eat that sandwich. Who put the nipples on these costumes? Wesker. <laughs> she touches the hair, and then all of a sudden, security alert! Security. Well, no, alert. she she starts picking at it, and that's when she says, "My <gasps> God, it's real." And that's when alarms go off. Uh, I guess doors close or something. She runs over. Sirens. She Yeah, she runs over to the phone and picks it up. It's dead. And uh, she spills the whiskey, which was the part that I got most angry about. And then runs around like a dope. And says some says, of the dumbest lines I think you could what say. What does it mean? 
What does it mean? What am I going to do? And with that, Matt, it's the act break. And we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. You are seeing scenes from the next motion picture to play this theater. A motion picture in which you dare not become too involved. You must keep reminding yourself, it's just a movie. It's just a movie. It's just a movie. It is not for the eyes and ears of anyone under 16 years of age. Color me blood red. Fiendish is the word for it. Color me blood red. This is Adam, and this is a story of Adam and evil. This is a film drenched in crimson, a blood-spattered study in the macabre. Color me blood red. You must keep reminding yourself, it's just a movie. It's just a movie. It's just a movie. Color me blood red. It will leave you aghast. Color me blood red. Color me blood red. You are not ready for this movie. You will be in the theater shitting your pants, thinking you are in a bathroom. Remind yourself you are watching a movie. You are not in a bathroom. (laughs) Color me blood red. Scarlet tears run down your rosy cheeks. I need the thesaurus for other words. (laughs) Color me blood red. (laughs) Crimson nightmares will haunt your sleep. Have you seen a period? Color me (laughs) blood red. You're gonna (laughs) wish you had not seen what you're about to see. But you will forget where you are. So remind yourself again, you're in a movie theater. A movie theater that decided to show color me blood red. It is not blood red color me. That is another movie that is not as horrific. I'm the pirate from the art school from before and... You know, when you have the pirate coloring books, children, make sure you color me blood red. That's the color of blood. He's in the movie. (laughs) With my friend Topsy the Turtle. (laughs) Oh, hi, everybody. Color Topsy's blood red. Oh, no. Topsy is gone. Stars. Um, have you ever seen Color Me Blood Red? It's an H.G. Lewis movie, man. Oh, fucking please, Her- Matt. Herschel Gordon Lewis. He was he made like Blood Feast. Yes. Yeah, he's yep. he's the, the the Wizard of Gore. I mean, he, he's he's a horror staple, man. You know I'm a scaredy kid. Oh, no. His movies are not scary. The only thing scary is that those movies got made. They are not good. (laughs) 
They're fun though. Like, they are the fun. Blood in they them are, are is so red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I mean like Misfits wrote song about songs about some of the movies. I mean, it's, it's without camp. him there would be no Glenn Danziger. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes, <laughs> and we're back. This whisper of an episode is nearly come to a close as Tweedledee and Tweedledumber walk back into the art gallery and something's amiss. Well, yeah. Oh, I, I thought he lived in that cabin. I mean, that's where I sent the checks, but oh, well. Hey, there's been a scuffle here. These chess pieces are knocked over. I was really hoping this whole thing was going to be like an intro movie to a Kenny Rogers song and that he was going to come out and start going, you picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille, with Darren McGavin. Just he, won't, he won't even name the character. He won't be like Hubert. He'll be like, look, it's Darren McGavin. Hey, I'm Kenny Rogers. I am drunk. Let's do this. Artwork of people dead underneath. Um, I do have to say that it gave me a real Bioshock vibe there for a second. Um, in bio, in the video game Bioshock, uh, there is a character who does art, and it's people covered in plaster of Paris. Oh, and, okay. And that it works to great effect. In this thing, not so much. Not so much. So when they get back in there and they're talking about how no one lived in the cabin, uh, this is when Roger thinks that maybe Vivek had come back and nabbed her. Uh, and so Hubert says he's going to call the sheriff, picks up the phone, talks into the receiver. He's a uh, regular Bob Newhart, though. Like, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this isn't the general how phone. No. He, he knew how phone worked. Yeah. Yes. And he goes, it's going to be a while. Yeah. Overturned truck. Watermelons everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> So while we're here, we might as well play chess. Now, Roger is not really wanting to play chess. He's he's antsy because he thinks his dead daughter's on the wall, and uh, and he doesn't know where his wife is. So I feel like he didn't put it like he never put it together that that was his daughter on the wall, and it isn't his wife. His wife's dead. Right. Oh, Lucille yeah. was a friend. Oh, Lucille's, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Well, he buys rhubarb from her. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it was a fine time to leave me, Lucille. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I like that you set that up. That was real good. Real I wrote good. it down. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's play chess. What else are we going to do? I don't know. Look for Lucille? <laughs> yeah. And your daughter. <laughs> uh, it seems that we have quite a few missing people, so yeah. maybe we'd be more proactive than a game of chess. Yeah. This thing wants to war game it. <laughs> he wants to war game it real bad. Would you like to play a game? Sure. <laughs> All right. And I saw Arrested Development. You have to be careful of a loose seal. Correct. There's always money in the banana stand. Okay, I, I had it with uh, 
Kenny Rogers. I lost it with the rest of development. Cross off. Take away two comedy points. Okay. All right. Well, at least you are keeping score correctly. <laughs> so this is where we find out that Roger is an international grandmaster in chess. So he admits, yeah, he was lying. He he you know he he buried that down. Whatever. Oh, this whole end, Matt. Is I wrote down this ending is chaos and I didn't write anything else. else. <laughs> <laughs> so so let's just go from memory. Oh no, I've I've got my notes. Well, I'm gonna go from memory. You that's probably for the best. Well, here here's the thing. This game happens, and I play a modicum of chess, and in the first three moves, our grandmaster of chess makes. Some of the moves that I would make, which are all the wrong moves. Yes. <laughs> it's like, you could have your pawn taken right there. Why yeah. would you? And then he gives a soliloquy on, who the fuck are you? Oh, well, uh, I'm, a, I'm a grandmaster, too. No. I know all the grandmasters. I party with the grandmasters. I have secrets with the grandmasters. I've burned crosses with the grand. Oh, different thing. Never mind. I mean, never mind. Back up. I mean, wait a minute. I definitely not joined a secret society. Um, but I do. If you keep me drinking, I will tell you the truth on race relations. <laughs> well, I'm Darren McGavin, and I'm changing my accent for a moment here to make it peculiar. And now I'm back to good old stuff. Like, it's weird. He- there is the continuity is broken and busted. My friends, Roger has played so much chess. 20 years almost. He's never been bested by an unknown in six moves. Especially some hillbilly in overalls. Who's a cotton guy. <laughs> a, a man, That's what I was thinking. A, a man of cotton. <laughs> well, I wish I was in the land of cotton. <laughs> so, so uh, as they're playing, Raj figures out, the phone's dead. Who, who are you even talking to? He, he starts to get suspicious. He knows that this game of chess that they've been playing, the real game of chess, that the corn, that the moves are running out. And so it's time. So he demands to see the back room. He gets up and he sees that there's a new piece being erected on the wall. That's when we start to see smoke. We hear the alarms. We see Lucille is on the wall. Um, he, God, he like ducks behind a door as it's closing or something. He pulls like he an Indiana Jones cane in yeah. the door. And, right. So and the then, front door is a Star Trek psh, psh door yeah. and he gets his cane, he gets his cane right in before it psh, yeah. close gets out and then, and then he, he comes back in later with right. a, with a crowbar. crowbar? Um, and he starts to to pry. Um, it had everything except a guy going later that night. <laughs> yeah. So he goes back in. He's trying to pry uh, his daughter off of the wall. And that's when we see that uh, Kolchak is up on the wall in that spot of art from yeah. earlier that is titled. Portrait, Portrait of an artist. Of the artist. Of the artist. 
and he starts to like giggle or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he, he starts to Roscoe Dukes. P. Coltrane up there. <laughs> and I think that's when he pulls his face off. And I would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't you for your crazy uh, green berets. Rip. <laughs> I'm in V. <laughs> but we're blue-faced. <laughs> this is terrible. So uh, Roger shoots him with his uh, with a snub-nosed pistol. Um, the daughter screams, run, because now apparently she can talk. Well, she's communicating via mental telepathy. Maybe it was because he was chipping away at her painting that I, I don't know. Yeah. The, it, the sound right, look, effects for the gun, though. Like the whole effects for the gun. <laughs> yeah. It was just like sparks, sparks, sparks. sparks. Um, okay, that blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> so. Maybe you two are sitting out there going, can I draw? I don't know. We'll send you a test. You just grab a pen, see what you can do. Topsy the turtle. The pirate. This penis. A bunch of wavy lines. If you think that's a joke, look at the actual test. It's not. <laughs> if you can nail the wavy line, you can pay $1,000 to take these classes. <laughs> Two squares connected. Now it's a cube. Look, 3D. You did it. Congratulations. Go make art now. <laughs> Guys, we've waited long enough. Oh, I I wrote Matt last week accidentally because i jumped the gun uh i wrote him and i was like oh matt this ending we for some reason we can now see out the window maybe he like took a painting off the window and i just yeah he he grabbed his daughter so he's successfully rips penny off of the the wall wall. to reveal a hatch a hatch that shows the earth receding into space and i like it got to the last i had with episode. a crt tv <laughs> yeah with a videotape from apollo yeah. <laughs> one of the apollo missions with earth getting smaller and and spinning and I, once it got to the point where i knew it was going to be like 30 seconds away i just sat back and i was looking back and forth between the two of you while we were watching it and I was really hoping you were going to throw your notebook in the air. But instead, you just took your glasses off and, like, started rubbing your eyes. <laughs> and you looked – you just looked sad. It, it was – I was sad. I'm it, still sad thinking about it. I am not happy. We have not encountered an episode this bad. I would say – since Tales from the Dark Side. Like the, even the legacy, which was bad, was not bad like this. No, this is this is let's go back to Roy Monia bad. Yes. This yes. is this is Tales from the Dark Side bad. Yes. Do you think this is why Jen decided to have a baby? Yes. <laughs> she yeah. knew this episode she knew was, this coming. was coming and was yes. like 
I want out. Yeah. <laughs> These boys keep trying to drag me back in. <laughs> so we're in agreement that she owes me. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to write her after this and okay. be like, Mike Bobbitt is pissed at you. Yes. <laughs> the, um, um, the world of the earth goes into the distance, and my man, uh, Hubie, is now a full-on alien... And grabs my man Roger, and then uh, it kind of fades. It kind of fades, and you just see him like a almost like a wax statue at, at like Madame Tussauds, and you hear a narration from Hubie talking about how this is a human about forty five years old, a male. I made him play a game called chess all the way back here, just. How were the Earth special effects worse than the BBC Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy <laughs> special effects? I don't know, but they did it. Yeah. They spent all the money on blue makeup. <laughs> yes. I mean, honestly, Matt, I, I, I don't think that it was in the budget for a CRT to be behind there. I honestly think what they did is they went to the printers and they printed a, p- <laughs> a picture of the earth and then someone just sat behind the window spinning it. Two grips are like, Yeah. <laughs> two grips are super pissed. Like Yeah, like one of them's got a flashlight behind. It uh it uh, it was so bad. It, that's the episode. It nearly broke us. We've reached the part of the episode where we go to the writer's room. room. How would we fix this or rewrite it from scratch? I would rewrite it from scratch. I don't I don't necessarily have a problem with the conceit of an alien coming down and making art out of people. I don't either. Or or it being a serial killer or, or some kind of Dracula or whatever. But there, what we got was there's so many problems. You, you number one, you have to take the leap of there's a world-renowned art gallery in the middle of nowhere in a barn. Nowhere in a barn, which already is kind of like no, no. Barns now, are not known for for their like environmental controls. To be fair, um. We didn't see it in 1080p. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he do got us there. That is true. That is true. It was not in 1080p. Yeah. Um. So I I, that that would be my first thought is that why wouldn't you put it in New York? Why wouldn't you put? I know the answer is money. I know the answer to all of these questions is money. I mean, why does it cost that much money for establishing shots? But why wouldn't why wouldn't you have more extras going through the gallery? Why wouldn't you have There's a lot of things there this is a murder mystery. It could have been a private gallery. That's how you cut down on on and do extras. Do you really like it's all through exposition that we find out that it's a barn in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. We we could have it could be anywhere with that set, but the art was terrible. I, I think you just hire extras to stay frozen in. The art looked very much like... <laughs> oh, God. 
the art looked very much like a flat earther's idea of like <laughs> evolution. Yeah. yeah. Or, or what is the what are the people? Is it there's a museum? New Newman. Earth creationism is that what you're thinking of? Or? Yeah, the ones that like believe that the dinosaurs and the humans. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's Six thousand like years old. Yeah, that's yeah. Earth creationists. Yeah. Yeah, and they have a museum that's just like mm-hmm. terrible. Right. Where like Jesus is riding a raptor and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. I I would also I don't think people were like mentally handicapped in 1988. Like there's so much stuff that was on the nose where it's like, okay, this is clearly like the book just to serve man. Yeah, yeah. like. Yeah. Darren McGavin with his, like, oh, I don't understand simple earth things. I had a huge problem with Darren McGavin's character. Why does he have to be a yokel? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he would have been a better creep or a better, like, somebody who's obtuse. Yeah. You know, or, you know, like, somebody, like an art guy. He would have been a better, like, supercilious art guy. Mm -hmm. You know, he would have been better served as a million different characters than what we got. But we got this dude in overalls. I don't know. It didn't make any sense. Like, if he came off as legitimately helpful, like, that would make the twist at the end so much more effective. But it's like you can tell right from the get-go, like, oh, this there's something up with this guy. Yeah. It yeah. should have been... A murder mystery cat and mouse mm-hmm. game, yeah, where he, he does make art out of the people that he kills, but nobody knows it, and they've they but they know it because they see their family in these things, and he springs the trap on them at the end, and he and he makes the artwork out of them. And they don't go to space. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> they go to space. Oh. I don't know. Like to me, that's scary enough. I mean, you could. It was easy to tell who was going to be, you know, the monster because there's only three characters in it. I, I think to at least show the artist, so it makes you kind of wonder, like, oh, I wonder if he's going to show up in the third act. And, you know, it's going to be this unassuming, helpful, you know, dumb shit uh, that's going to save the day. And, you know, maybe that's the moral tale of the story. Like, hey, don't underestimate someone because they're not as cultured as you. But it turns out, nope, it actually is that guy. But still don't underestimate someone. Yeah, what is the moral tale of this episode? Uh, Who knows? That's the whole thing. It was like... Green Berets play chess, I guess. I don't know. Well, like, it wanted to be this huge twist of fate theater when, like, a quarter into it, I'm just like, boy, I can't wait to see the artwork that's made out of them. Mm -hmm. Like, even if I knew that that was going to happen, they could have made it happen in different ways. But the ways that they make it happen are so disappointing I don't want to even talk about it anymore. I think you start from the ground up. You make it a cat and mouse. He could be an alien. I don't give a shit. He could be a monster. I really don't care. He could, he be, could a be a real bad person. Yeah, he could, he could be a spider monster. And that, that you know, he's an, that's how he covers up the murders is the art. I don't care. 
Yeah. I, what I don't know, man. do you do you think they just said with this episode like you know what like forget the whole parable idea. We got, hey man, we got Darren McGavin. We're on fucking easy street. Yeah. So so far season 2 is uh, a couple turds. Yeah, it's uh, well, Maddie, and this is the beginning of season two as yeah, well. So they had episode. so much time to find good scripts, right? Like this should not be the squishy middle at yeah, the beginning. This, yeah. you, you I should, am you terrified should. for this season. I, I mean, Farmer's Daughter. It's, 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 that's that's a high point, right? I feel, I feel like we've. We bagged on the episode enough. I, I, you gotta, you burn it down and you start from scratch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maddie, give us a scale. How many smoky barn art studios? Um, I think this is a three out of ten. Three out of ten. Two. I give it a two. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go one. Oh, wow. I can't. Uh, this is the worst episode of Monsters you guys have watched then. If you if you're saying this is the worst thing that you've seen since Tales, right? Yeah. I think it is. This I is worse this... than Legacy. Legacy got like an average of two point six, I think. No, it just At got least... one, two, three, so Yeah. Oh wow, yeah. This this is well yeah, I would I would say that this is worse than the Legacy. Because yeah. at least the Legacy we had we had a good laugh over. Right. This it was this wasn't hard. even that funny. No, it, it which kills me. Yeah, it made me sad for Darren McGavin. It, yeah, you, me yeah. too. Me too. Me too. Right before we were started recording, you were just like, "What was Darren McGavin thinking while he was filming this?" Like, oh, at least this check cleared. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go into a deep Wikipedia hole later to find out if you maybe he had kids that were going to college at this time. Well, I'm pretty sure that '89 was when Dead Heat came out. And he was in Dead Heat. He had like a a big role in Dead Heat. That also had Joe Piscopo and Tree Williams, by the way. He just might not have turned down a role. Yeah, I mean, he did have a lot of. I mean, a hundred plus. Yeah, a hundred and eighty-two credits. Jesus. Yeah, he didn't turn down a role. This is and this is before the home video market. So maybe he wasn't really getting that much money off of residuals from Christmas Story. He wasn't getting any. Christmas Story really didn't become a thing until until the 90s. Okay. Yeah, I rem- I don't even remember a Christmas Story coming out. And then in the 90s, it was like a big thing. Mm-hmm. Melinda Dillon is kind of hot in a weird sort of way, isn't she? Yes. The mom from Christmas Story? Yep. Yeah. I can see that. She was also in uh, Close Encounters of the yeah, Third she's, Kind. Yeah. yeah, and I think she's in Slapshot. She might be in Slapshot. I think she's topless in Slapshot, well, which I walked with, watched with my father-in-law. <laughs> and, uh, well, we're going to find out in a little bit. Um, <laughs> Mike, thank you so much for doing the show. Sorry, we're the sorry it was such a turd. Was it rough? You know what, though? It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I'm glad that – I'm glad I listened to episodes of this before coming in because there isn't a whole lot of like I, I don't know like i like the chemistry that you guys have when jen's here and everything and uh i can't wait for her to come back so um i am happy that i was here because i got to discover a, a podcast that i didn't know of before oh thank so, you man appreciate thank you. that 
Uh, how can people get in contact with you or check out what you're doing? Oh, don't leave me alone. I'm a very private person. <laughs> I'm a baby. Like, what do you, you want me to give out my address or something? Hey, man. If people wanted to send you some art made of themselves, <laughs> how would they do it? You know, Dickie Ricketts describes his penis so much on the truth cast that I'm scared I'm going to start getting fan art of Dickie's penis. <laughs> um, just listen to the truth cast. That's, uh, that's my labor of love right now. And, uh, you know, I do stand up and, you know, talk you about broke kayfabe. <laughs> yeah, I know. I do a lot. It's so hard to advertise something when you're pretending that you have nothing to do with it. I'm finding uh, that was probably the hardest thing that Andy Kaufman had to do. <laughs> At least he made his name in it. Yeah. Should have been like little Mikey Poppet. Yeah. Uh, thank you again so much. Uh, you can get in contact with our show at TFTDS Pod on Twitter, T from the Dark Side on Facebook and Instagram, uh, T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we can't wait to see you next week. Matt, did I forget anything? Uh, try to enjoy the daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by. Jen Hanson, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side. And on Twitter at TFTBS Pod. Email us at tfromthedarkside at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.